There is little point in telling you his story. You would have heard of him already from the various tales, be they books, films, or television series. Almost everyone knows of Dracula. Instead, allow me to tell you of my first encounter with Dracula. It was the summer in the year 1916, and the world of man was in the grip of the Great War. I was staying in Bar Harbor in Maine. I had come here to heal. It was not the first time I'd faced overwhelming odds. However, the ordeal was unlike any I had faced before. Monsters whose flesh was fused with steam-driven machine parts. They were built out of the bodies of the dead and infused with a desire for eradicating all life. Stopping them had cost me. I was greatly weakened. For a time, I wanted nothing more to do with the worlds of man or those who walk in the realm of shadows. I wanted to rest and give myself the time I needed to grow strong again. It was why I had sequestered myself to a hotel in this small town. Sadly, this would not be the case. The sun was just beginning to rise when the peaceful calm of the morning was shattered as the innkeeper's wife began to scream. Like the other guests staying at the inn, I ran outside to see what had happened, only to discover the still form of the innkeeper dead on the ground. His throat had been ripped open. Okay, tell us what you found, Mary. I'd... I'd gotten up to start the breakfast officer, Henry. I went outside to collect water from the well, and that's when I saw my Thomas laying next to it. When he didn't come home, I thought he'd been at the pub all night. It wouldn't have been the first time, neither. At first I thought he might have passed out drunk and slept next to the well all night. Then I saw his... His... Oh, my poor, poor Thomas. <laughs> okay, someone want to take her inside? Yes, sir. Stay with her. See if she gets something to drink. Excuse me. What are you doing? Forensic examination of the body. For- forensic? A scientific observation to determine the cause of death. The cause of death? And what makes you qualified for such work? What is your name, sir? My name? I guess I really should have decided that before coming here. Let's see now. How about you just call me... Byron. Yes, Byron. I like the sound of that. Your name is Byron? Yes, for the time being. Well then, Mr. Byron, what makes you qualify to make a forensic examination? Are you a doctor of sorts? Oh, I've dabbled from time to time in the medical arts. Bloody waste of time, if you ask me. It's obvious how he died. Just look at that injury. Indeed. Just look at it. Both of his jugular veins have been torn open. A wound like that would cause a great deal of blood loss. You have a point to all of this. Think about it. There is not one drop of blood on his clothes or on the ground. Hmm. Do you think someone may have just dropped the body off here after he'd been killed? It's a possibility. However, did they also make a point to clean his clothes after killing him as well? That is odd. But how could this have happened? Obviously, whatever killed him fed on his blood. Fed on his blood? You mean like... like a vampire? Come, come now, officer. Do you really believe in vampires? Well... No. But how else can you explain this? Wild animal of some sort. Probably a coyote. 
I've never heard of a coyote that drank blood before. Maybe it was thirsty. Who knows? Now, how did that get there? What is that? Some sort of coin? What's that funny mark on it? A symbol, written in ancient Elvin. Elvin? Isn't that one of those funny Arab lands? Does it mean anything? Roughly translated to English, it means master. In its native tongue, it's pronounced Shelfi. This isn't good. If you'll excuse me, officer, I have some business to take care of in town. Now, wait just a moment, Mr. Byron. I might need your help in explaining everything to the county coroner. I'm certain he'll be able to make the same deductions as I did. Have a pleasant day now, Officer Henry. I went into town. This was the era when the wealthy and powerful used Mount Desert Island as a vacation resort, and although gas-powered cars had been invented some time ago, they were only now being allowed on the island. It was more common to see horse-drawn carriages go about everywhere, not that I made use of this. The pub was called the Thirsty Whale. Many of the local fishermen would come here every evening to while away the hours, However, it was still early morning and the pub was empty for the time being, which was how I wanted it. Morning, sir. Can I get you anything? Mead. Mead? That a kind of beer, sir? Don't rightly know if we carry that. Uh, Do you carry any wine? Oh, indeed we do. From many fine wineries. Fine, I'll take a glass of red. Very good, sir. But we do have a very large selection to choose from. Yes, and since you don't carry mead, I don't care. Choose one and bring it to my booth. As you wish, sir. I sat down in a booth near the back of the pub. My glass of wine arrived a short time later. And I waited. An hour passed, then another, and then a third. I was starting to wonder if he was ever going to show up. And that's when he arrived. He came through the door. A gust of cold air came with him. This was odd, considering it was summer. He was dressed in thick furs with a fur-laden hat. He glared across the pub at me. Good afternoon, sir. Can I get you anything? Lager. Very dark. Lager? Uh, we just got a shipment of Guinness. It's Irish, will that do? It will. There you go, sir. That will be... Put it on my brother's tab. That gentleman in the back is my brother. As you wish, sir. I assume you have a good reason for summoning me here. Actually, I was missing you and I wanted to see your smiling face. That's what I like about you, Slate. No sense of humor whatsoever. Unlike you, I have little desire to be in the realm of immortals. I would appreciate it greatly if you got down to the reason for my being here. I've been staying at an inn here. This morning, the body of the innkeeper was found dead and drained of blood. Obviously, he was a victim of a vampire. Obviously. But I've never known vampires to leave their messes behind. They tend to be a little more tidy and dispose of their victims' bodies. 
then I found this. An elven coin? Is there some significance to this? Look at the mark on it. The Shelfai. That was your name, was it not? It was never my name. It was the title the elven lords bestowed upon me. One you did nothing to deserve. Slate, we can debate my past another time. Right now, I think someone is sending a message to me. I would tend to agree with you. I need to know what it is. I believe that would have been obvious. This is a calling card of sorts. Someone is letting you know that they know you're here in this... What is the name of this town? Bar Harbor. But why kill the innkeeper? It would have been a lot simpler just to roll up and say, Hello, Byron. Nice to have you in town this week. Byron? That's what I'm calling myself at the moment. I do not understand your need to keep changing your title. Your true name. It's nothing but a massive distraction. You can call me Byron for the time being, Slate. Very well, then. Byron. However, to answer your question, I believe you are right. Someone is sending you a message. Someone who knows your past. Or, more likely, someone who is making sport of you. Sport? You mean, someone is hunting me? Vampires sometimes leave a marker for their intended victim to find. The coin, for example. It's their way of playing with their food. But why? Some take pleasure in seeing their victims fear. Knowing that they're being hunted, they delight in watching them try to take steps to prevent the inevitable. Then again, someone may see you as a threat. I don't understand. Why would they see me as a threat? It is simple enough. We are not like the others. We do not walk in the world of shadows, nor do we walk in the world of mortals. We exist on the fringe of both. Some see us as mystical beings who have been here since the very dawn of creation, while others see us as a threat, their existence, something that should be destroyed. Your actions in this realm have not gone unnoticed. You should have expected something like this sooner or later. I'm no threat to the vampire race. Someone feels otherwise. Would you care for some advice? No, but I imagine you're going to give it to me anyway. You should return to your realm, brother. That is where you truly belong. You have neglected your responsibilities for far too long. Slate, you know what is coming, what will happen. I do. It is fated, but it is not our place to interfere. That conflict was set in motion long before we became the Four. It's no wonder you were chosen to represent the cold. There is no warmth in your soul, Slate. I do as I'm tasked. No more, no less. I wish it were that easy for me. Your soul still carries a great burden. You should let it go, my brother. It has always driven you to act foolishly. You must realize there is nothing you can do to change the course of destiny. All of this has been fated. That's just it. It hasn't been fated. No one knows how the conflict will end. No one. Not even him. Can you imagine what would happen if he falls from grace? Our punishment would be over. We would no longer have to abide by his judgment. 
We would be annihilated along with everything else, Slate. Nothing can be eternal, my brother. Not you, not I, not even him. Indeed, the old ones were driven out when he came to power. He was the one who cast them into the labyrinth, replacing their chaotic order with his own. What will be, will be. It is the nature of things. I can't accept that. Which is why you face failure after endless failure. Why those closest to you always die. I take no pleasure in seeing your suffering so, my brother. I wish you would heed my words. Keep safe, Myron, if you can. I sat alone for a long time and kept drinking, Slate's words burning into me. As much as I hated admitting it, he did have a point. I had suffered setbacks in my agenda, made mistakes, so many mistakes. The blood of many innocents is on my hands. Could Slate be right? Was this all a mistake? Even if I archived my goals, would they make any difference when the time came? I felt tired. Exhausted, it was early twilight when I got up to make my way back to the inn. I would never make it there. I just left town when I felt it, like a cool breeze coming off the ocean. Only this breeze carried with it the decaying scent of death. A grey mist began to wash over me, the smell of decay becoming ever stronger. The mist completely enveloped me. I tried to run but found my legs no longer moving. It felt like my whole being was frozen in place. I couldn't move, couldn't breathe. It was only moments before everything faded into darkness. I could hear the sound of water dripping as I slowly woke. I was in some sort of cave. I quickly discovered my arms and legs were tied together by vines. When I tried to pull free, the vines became tight and pulled my limbs back in place. I would not be getting free through brute strength. Along the wall were a series of torches. So, you have awakened at last. Hmm. Hello there. Didn't see you. Do I have you to thank for this friendly abduction? You do. Well, you seem to have really gone out of the way to bring me here. Just what was that mist stuff? An elemental creature. One that is bound to my will. Impressive. I've never seen one that was housebroken before. Any chance you can tell me how you did that? I've always wanted one as a pet. Mind you, they do get nasty at times and tend to devour people's flesh, but I imagine it's all on how you treat it. <laughs> you talk a lot. I do get a bit chatty at times. Tell me, you wouldn't happen to be the ones who killed the innkeeper by any chance? Yes, I take it you found my calling card. The elven coin. Yes, I did. Mind you, I doubt you'll get much for it on the exchange rate. Then you are the one called Shilfai. That was a very long time ago. I go by Byron these days. 
Now then, maybe you'd be nice enough to tell me what all of this is about. I think that would be obvious. I am in need of your... services. Services? Yes. We must act quickly if we are to be successful. <sighs> but I'm getting ahead of myself. My name is Mina. However, my followers call me Dracula. You've been listening to The Byron Chronicles, Season 2, Episode 6, Dracula, Part 1. Featured in the cast were Mark Brzee as Sleet, Bruce Busby as Officer Henry, MJ Cockburn as Mary, Russell Gold as the barkeep, Melissa D. Johnson as Mina Harker, and David Alt as Byron. This episode was written and directed by Eric Busby, music by Midnight Syndicate. Brutus Shottens by Popol Vuh. Post-production by Eric Busby. This has been a Darker Projects production. This has been a Darker Projects production. Visit us on the web at www.darkerprojects.com.